Hello, Dick. How are you? I'm doing well, boys. How are you? Yeah, really well, thanks. Digesting the news that Cam Smith, our world number two British Open champ, is off to the Live Tour. What is the immediate reaction over there in the U.S.? Well, I think the immediate reaction is that this is a top-flight golfer just entering the prime of his career, which is something that we really haven't seen from the Live. I mean, most of the Live guys are guys that won their majors or won most of their tournaments a long, long time ago. Uh, So I think this changes the complexion a little bit of what's going on. I I just heard a piece of what you guys uh, were discussing the last couple, three minutes, and I I totally agree. I mean, PGA PGA has to give these guys a reason not to go to live. And I understand that they've – you know, they've upped the, the, the tournament purses. They've made changes for 2023. These guys are going to earn more money. Well, guess what? Just like they had Tiger Woods to thank for all the money they've made in the last 10 years, mm-hmm. they've got Liv to thank for making more money next year. If it wasn't for Liv, do you think the PGA Tour would be making these adjustments and yes, paying them more exactly. money next year? Yeah. Of course not. Yeah. So, I mean, they need to have a real reason not to go to Liv. And while we all appreciate Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas and Jordan Spieth's stance against Liv. We all appreciate that. We still can't blame Cam Smith and the guys for taking $140 million. Dick, how how does that change someone's reputation in in the States? Because I know here in Australia, we've spoken about it, that this will have an impact on on Cam Smith because I think a lot of – uh, the golfing fans will think he's taking money over trophies, for example, or prioritising being the best in the world. Um, does it work like that in the States, or is there, you know, the understanding that, tell me who would turn down a $100 million right. deal? You know, I think in the beginning, um, when this first came out, I think there was a lot of backlash. Um, but I think it's as as each one of these guys commits to live and now over the last 48 hours it's been a handful of guys Mm. cam smith being the most notable Uh, i think as each one of these guys commit there's less and less of an uproar against it and more and more of a realization that hey golf is going to be split until they can find a way to get back together and golf is going to have to find a way over the next 10 years to get back together because what is going to stop more guys from going to live Uh, nothing Nothing will stop other than just their their loyalty to the PGA Tour. And sure, Rory's not going to go. Justin Thomas isn't going to go. Jordan Spieth's going to go. Those guys that have been adamantly opposed to live will stay in the PGA Tour. But for every Rory, Justin, and Jordan, there's probably 10 guys mm. that are thinking right now, we need to go. And, you know, Liv has already said that they've turned down guys. I mean, I don't know how far we can believe, <laughs> believe them, but... They have uh, they said that they've turned down very good golfers to come into the live tour right now because they don't want to water down the product. So we'll see uh, how it ends up. I think eventually it'll end up with some sort of merger like we saw in the NFL 50 years ago. We had the AFL and the NFL. They merged together. It became the AFC and the NFC under one shield, the NFL shield, and now we have a Super Bowl out of it. Maybe we'll have a Super Bowl of Live versus PGA <laughs> 15 years from now or something like that. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. All right, we did the AFC last week, Dick. We're up to the NFC. And, uh, well, let's start out west, the NFC West, where the LA Rams are the favorites at $2.25. The Super Bowl champion, San Francisco, $2.75. Arizona, $4. Seattle, 
It's $17. Now, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, the big news in the last day or so, the fact that even though Trey Lance is being groomed to be the starting quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo has signed an extension and will definitely be on the roster there at the Niners this year. So how does this division play out? It's bad news for Trey Lance. Yesterday was clearly bad news for Trey Lance. But I think it was good news overall for the San Francisco 49ers because now they have a legitimate fallback plan that they know if Trey Lance falters, they have got a guy that has already taken them to the Super Bowl and should have taken them to two Super Bowls if a teammate of theirs just intercepts a Matthew Stafford pass in the NFC Championship game in the fourth quarter. That ends that game. And San Francisco's going to another Super Bowl with Jimmy Garoppolo as the quarterback. I don't like a lot of teams in this conference. San Francisco seems to me to be an intriguing sleeper. And I would call them a legitimate contender for the NFC West title with the Rams. The Rams are still the better team. But I don't think the Rams run away with this division by three or four games. I think San Francisco stays right there with them and is probably a wild card team behind LA. One of the re- do you think one of the reasons, Dick? Sorry, that Garoppolo stayed was the fact that he's quite popular in the sheds. And if the Forty ers did release him, there could have been a bit of blowback from that. It's potential. Um, I I know he is a he is seen as a as a very good leader. Um, San Francisco has not handled this whole situation very well. I mean, they should have they should have pumped Jimmy if they really wanted to trade Jimmy Garoppolo. They should have pumped Jimmy Garoppolo up and said, you know, Jimmy's our starter until he gets beat out. He's a Super Bowl caliber quarterback. La da 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 da. Pump his tires up and then try to trade him. Well, instead they did the exact opposite. They said, you know, Trey Lance is our guy. Trey Lance is our guy. And, you know, for all that Jimmy Garoppolo has done for them, I didn't see a lot of thanks being shown from the San Francisco 49ers to Jimmy Garoppolo. And guess what that did was trade value. It made his trade value plummet, and they weren't able to trade him for anybody. Hmm. So now they've got to re-sign him. Uh, before we leave this division, we got a question from one of our listeners, Steph at Mudgee. Uh, Mido, can you ask Dick if he thinks... It's a very good chance Seattle run last in the NFC. Also, how do they plan on rebuilding when they have no draft capital? I can only imagine the doom and gloom there in Seattle heading into this season. Well, not quite as dark as the uh, as the emailer. Um, they do have draft capital because they got draft capital in the Russell Wilson trade. So uh, they ah, got yes. plenty of draft capital in yeah. the Russell Wilson trade. So they're, they're fine there. Um, no, they're not going to be competitive until they get a quarterback. And all eyes are on the 2023 NFL draft for Seattle. Um, it is uh, being seen as one of the great quarterback classes, at least in depth at the top end. There's not like one guy necessarily. There's not a Trevor Lawrence that everybody's looking to. There's not an Andrew Luck that everybody's looking to to say, oh my gosh, let's have the worst record in the league so we make sure we get this guy. There's not one of those guys, but there are four or five guys that are being looked upon as legitimate top 20 picks in the NFL draft at the quarterback position. Seattle will certainly be in the mark for one of those. I think Seattle's got a pretty good football team save that most important position. So I don't think they'll be the worst team in the NFC. I think they could very well be the worst team in their division because it's a fairly decent division with Arizona, San Francisco, and L.A., Uh, but I don't think they'll be the worst team in the NFC because I I think the team around the quarterback position is, I would call, at least average, if not above average. And to be the worst team in a conference, 
you got to pretty much be tragic all the way through your roster. What about the NFC South, uh, Dick? I want to ask you about Tampa Bay and in particular Tom Brady because I saw a photo of Tom Brady yesterday. He looked like he lost about 10 kilograms. Doesn't look good. (laughs) It looks like it's been a rough offseason for Tom Brady. It is a very – we talked about it yesterday. We had uh, our our top analyst, top football analyst who uh, played in the NFL for 12 years at at the quarterback position, and he's a huge Tom Brady fan, as as a lot of people are, but he just speculated that – you know, we, what do we know as a fact? We know as a fact that Giselle wanted him to quit football, right? We, I mean, we've, that's, that's been, you know, that, that's out there, that Giselle wanted him to quit football. And so he announced his retirement. Well, then some negotiations of some point uh, between Giselle and him got him to unretire from football. And yet he has to take this leave during training camp to which where he was reportedly seen in the Bahamas with Giselle and his family. So... There is certainly some tension going on there between football and family. And Tom, in the past, has always been able to put that aside and has been able to play tremendous football through it all. Is he going to continue to be able to play tremendous football this year when that tension appears to be even greater than it was before? That's to be seen. And you're right, Tom did he didn't look very good in no. that picture. There's yeah, no question about it. Gaunt. Yeah. Would you do whatever Giselle said? Pup? No. No? Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I sit here stone cold single and divorced. <laughs> but did that division, Dick, uh, Tampa Bay $1.35, New Orleans $4, Carolina 11 Atlanta 29 Is there any chance of Tampa Bay being knocked off by, well, I guess New Orleans or Carolina? I'm taking Carolina their overs uh, this season. I think it's about six and a half or seven and a half. I think they can win some games. I like the I like the over um, uh, for Carolina. I like uh, you would see what Baker Mayfield said about the first game against the Browns. He basically says I'm going to kick the bleep out of him. So uh, you got a motivated <laughs> Baker Mayfield for game number one. That'll be on uh, that'll be on national TV, I'm sure, and that'll be a fun watch. Yeah, Carolina can be a uh, a competitive team, uh, a borderline maybe if all things go right, get to nine wins and compete for a playoff spot. That would have to be – everything would have to line up there. But they, they certainly have some talent on, on offense. The Saints are interesting because the, the answer to the Saints question is how long is Alvin Kamara going to be suspended, if at all? I mean, his, he has got some, some issues that he has to go through, and the NFL has not come down with any suspension. So as long as Alvin Kamara plays, that is a, po- a potent team and a team that's at least able to put some pressure on Tampa Bay. I think Tampa takes a little step back this year, some of the reasons that we just talked about. Um, so I really don't see a great team in that division, but Tampa still should be able to hang on, get to 10 wins or so, and, and get to the playoffs. Uh, the NFC North, Green Bay, $1.55. Aaron Rodgers without Devontae Adams, of course, who's gone to the Raiders. Minnesota, $3.50. Detroit, $9. Chicago, 13 Can anyone beat the Packers? Do you envisage it at all, Dick? Uh, Minnesota's got a shot. Um, they've got a really solid passing game. You know, Kirk Cousins uh, is, a, is a good quarterback with outstanding weapons around him. I mean, Dalvin Cook at running back. Jefferson, Thielen, I mean, he's got some some really good uh, weapons there. So they should be able to move the ball. And their defense is pretty good as well. So I think Minnesota, I see Minnesota as a team that can, can challenge. Uh, I don't think they get to Green Bay, but uh, at least it's close enough. And I think 
you know, Green Bay is just, it seems like they're the same team every year, guys. I mean, it just seems like, yeah, we're going to win our 11, 12 games. We're going to win this week division. And then we're going to go to the playoffs and, and maybe win a game, and that's it. And it's just going to be another year where Aaron Rodgers fails to make the Super Bowl. I kind of I, I, I see that again. Um, the only thing is that the NFC has probably never been weaker in Aaron Rodgers' entire career that it is right now. So that might be that might be exactly what Aaron Rodgers needs to finally crack and get into the Super Bowl just because the NFC is not very good. And what about the NFC East then, Dick? Dallas is the most talented team. Uh, they're also the team with the most baggage. <laughs> Whenever you got Jerry Jones as an owner and you've got this strife with you know, Tony Pollard's the most talented running back. He's their best running back. But Jerry Jones says, well, we're paying Ezekiel Elliott all the money. He's the one that's going to be getting the carries. I mean, you don't want that in your owner, right? I mean, in any in any sport, would you want that in your Aussie rules? Uh, would you right, want that in your NRL team? Would you want the owner saying, well, you got to play this guy because I'm paying him all the money, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. even, if he's, even if he's washed up and over the hill. So that's the issue with Dallas. They're still talented enough to win the division. But uh, I, I, think, I think Philadelphia is intriguing. I think Philadelphia is an intriguing um, potential winner of that division. So if I have to pick any, I mean, I know I'm, I've gone with the favorites in each and every division. So I will say, let's let's take Philadelphia there just to be a little bit different because I do think they're a playoff team. And uh, Dallas always finds a way to just implode at some point during the season. So I'll have them both making the playoffs, but both only being about 10-win teams. Okay, Philadelphia, $2.50 just behind Dallas in the betting. The Cowboys, $2.35 in that division. And next week, we'll get your Super Bowl tip and look look at some games, Dick. But uh, just before you go, just... uh, uh, in the NBA, we uh, noted Josh Giddy, who we're keeping an eye on there at OKC, and uh, their rookie Chet Holmgren out for the season after what a foot injury playing in some sort of pro-am slash exhibition game. This is a massive blow. Yeah, some exhibition game that I was in attendance for. That was the one we spoke about last week with LeBron coming to Seattle. And uh, LeBron was on a break. Um, Chet Holmgren was the only man back. He was backpedaling, attempting to defend the much bigger, much stronger LeBron James. And he went up to try to block the shot and landed awkwardly on his foot and uh, tore his, uh, you know, he has a, a foot tear. So he's out for the season. Just really unfortunate situation. But, you know, in the end... For Chet Holmgren, I don't think he was physically ready to really be... I mean, he could have produced at the NBA level just because he's so talented offensively. He could still have gotten his, you know, 15 points and hit a couple three threes a game. But he would have had to float. He would have had to have been out on the perimeter. Chet Holmgren needs to spend the next 12 months gaining 25 pounds of muscle. That is what Chet Holmgren needs to do. And if he can come to camp next year, you know, at... 210 instead of I don't know he's probably 185 pounds right now at, at, at almost seven feet tall uh, he has got to put on that strength to be able to play an 82 game season he couldn't even get through one pro-am against LeBron James great stuff mate really appreciate it have a good week of course guys we'll talk to you next week and the NFL season will be underway bring it on